Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erina. This week, we speak to our number one, Ivan Nachevsky, discuss our road trip to Sydney away, and pretend we know what we're talking about. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Josh, Morrow and Luke. How are you guys? Boys. Hi. We're back. Back after a week off. What'd you get up to? Nothing. <laughs> that silence says it all. <laughs> we sat in the rain. Yes. Sat in the rain. Pretty much that's all that's happened is poured surely, rain. Surely the oh, rain yes. has to run out at some stage. I think it has now. So At first the garden was, you know, getting good water, but then the garden washed away into the neighbour's place. That's <laughs> just a muddy patch. Exactly. Yeah. What a, what a great start. Similar to Alliance Speaking, of, speaking of, uh, of grass and lawns. You'll get plenty of lawns oh, on this episode. We'll be mm. speaking about that. Plenty of lawn talk. S- plenty of bushes. <laughs> I went up to Tamworth. I had my German friend Sandra over. Hello, Sandra. Um, Hello, Sandra. She listens to this. Sister, yeah, occasionally. Oh, occasionally. I'll make sure she listens to this one. I think she lied to you. <laughs> um, yeah, went up there, saw my niece and nephew, and yeah, it's good. Nice, nice and dry up there. Did you buy a guitar? Did you? No, I've already got a guitar. Did you just strum along with a guitar? Because since you're in Tamworth, that's what you got to do. No, I no, played pop punk though. Bang, ding, 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 ding. Paddy kangaroo. All the usual stuff. Bloody tourist. Very touristy. Nice. Very touristy of you. Yes. Anyway, all cats on. a real song. Of course it is, mate. <laughs> it's a bit old for you, but it must be something to do with heading into the city on a Friday and That's loving it. football, baby. Yes. I thought, was, I thought I you were going to say, that. I thought it was going to be Melbourne City because City had fun destroying the scum 4-0. <laughs> that is true. No, it's the fact we had a Friday night game for once. <laughs> it was nice, wasn't it? Mm, very nice. Great you know, fun. A free, us on free to air. Unbelievable. Literally, I um, I've been conditioned this season to think whenever I go to a Mariners game, I've got to work the next day. Mm. Yeah. Well, we were talking before, and I genuinely thought we were playing on Sunday this weekend, but it, it's on Saturday. Yes. Yeah. I'm just anyway. used to playing on friggin' Saturday. Saturday also means a chance for a piss-up, especially if we win. As did a Friday, which it was did, nice. Yeah. It, it was excellent. It so who's this? Josh, do you know who this is? Can we just go back to drinking? Speaking of, Luke was nice sidestep there. You were you were pale as coming home from Sydney away. <laughs> yeah, I was I was no good. Uh, yeah, no good. It's because you didn't eat, isn't it? Yeah, I think I had about. This is what happens when you're drinking on empty stomach, people. Yeah, I I wish they they need to build a Macca's on the left hand side of the road on the way home from Allianz because there's none. Because I it was <laughs> a struggle to near get Hornsby. to. The uh, Thornley yeah, one. That's past no, not the Thornley. That's just past the F3, but... Yeah, only just. Yeah, but that's past It's not the F3. on the left. It is on the left. It's a struggle. I struggled all the way to West Gosford, Maccas. It was not good, but... Got there in the end. It was nice of Rhiannon to drop me off, and I said bye to Luke, and you're like... Eh, <laughs> bye. I'm like, all right, mate. And then I fell asleep about three seconds later with a cheeseburger in my hand, so... <laughs> This is what away days do to These you. These young yes. blokes, they've got nothing, isn't it? Who, who is it, Morrow? Tell me if it is the easy bit. Oh, says so the bloke that gets drunk off three beers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's out. Luke. 
What are you talking about? No, Aaron. <laughs> that is me, though, as well. <laughs> just to reveal my age, if I'm not wrong, then uh, wasn't a certain family member of um, a couple of ACDC dudes, a big member of that band, George Yes, George Young. Young. He went on to produce The Angels and yes. the first two ACDC albums. There we go. Good Aussie mm. rock and roll, brothers, baby. I feel like I'm on Rockwiz at the moment. It's pretty old Rockwiz, but, you know. <laughs> what was the other guy's name uh, that did um, Evie? John Farnham. Shut up. <laughs> Steve Wright. Steve yeah. Wright. Yes. You're the voice trying to understand Anyway, right, on to Fred's question. Do we honestly think we have a chance of the six? No. Given that no. we're still no. making these silly <laughs> decisions. Mistake, um, sorry. Well, Only if there's a couple of teams get dock points, then we're in. I'm resigned to not making the six. That's where I'm at, unfortunately. There's a chance that England could float across and crash into Ireland, but probably yeah. won't happen, and we probably won't make the six. Look, mathematically... The six. No way. There's, mathematically. A, there, there's a chance that Mark Warren could be signed by Barcelona, but I doubt it. As the yeah. water boy. Mathematically, Adelaide are in last, making still I think make he's the underqualified six, for that, more. He may be. Mm. Whether it happens or if not. If our running was a bit better, maybe, but when we've got we, Adelaide and Jets at home, are six-pointers. Yeah. But then we have... That in between, in, Then in between, we've got Roar away and Victory away. We can mm. do it. Yeah. We're eight points no, we off. Can't. We can't do it. I'm so <laughs> optimistic. I'm, so, I'm just so optimistic we can beat Brisbane and Melbourne away and then... <laughs> no. Yeah. We're eight points off and there's 12 on offer. And that requires other teams stuffing up, and I can't no. see that. We're not doing it. No. Sorry, Fred. Sorry, Fred, mate. <laughs> yeah. All right, big Al's question this time. Big Al. Yeah, he's. Um, Who says he's big? He does. Well, good for you, Al. Unless it's big AI. <laughs> it could be a capital <laughs> big I. A. Artificial intelligence. Big it could be. Wow. I think it's big Al. Anyway, um, how you doing, Al? Thanks for listening. Um, Alvin. Yeah. <laughs> He would love to hear our thoughts on whether to Izzo or not to Izzo this week. Mm-hmm. He says, um, I say no. Imagine he makes a mistake costing us the game. Obviously, we've got Adelaide. That's and we exactly. all know he's going to Adelaide. Yeah, I think I think Ivan should start after last week because he had a good game. And because if Izzo makes a mistake, like the question you just said, against Adelaide, <coughs> conspiracy and get your tinfoil yeah. hats out. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think... I'm yeah, yeah, I think Ivan's earned that right. You know, yep. I think I th- we gave uh, Paul that right when he earned it, and uh, now I think that Ivan's earned it. So, um, for, good for, luck, Ivan. For me, if uh, Ivan obviously if he stays fit and all that, I reckon he plays the last four. If Izzo's going, I don't yeah. want to. I totally agree because Izzo, yeah. Izzo's he won't have his mind on the job if he's going to another club. So, yeah, I'm Ivan in definitely not to Izzo. It's been it's you know nothing's confirmed, but it's been reported by a few pretty good journos that. It's, done. it's all going to happen. It's been reported by Val, um, who is the main football journal in Adelaide. Um, and from what we heard, the club offered him a contract. We did. And Izzo offered him about 20 grand more. Adelaide offered him. Adelaide offered not himself. Izzo. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and he we definitely only, can't afford it. And um, we only offered a smaller amount, didn't we? Yes. So from what we know, the club offered him more than what he's on now. He's only going for about 10 grand extra. So, I heard more than that. Anyway, there you go. But yeah, you know, I heard five and twenty-five from us and twenty from them. It's really disappointing, but it's understandable. He's from Adelaide. Um, he copped a lot of shit. I think from he, Josh. Yeah, from Josh mainly. <laughs> uh, he holds. It wasn't just me, but it, it was a majority of it was me. <laughs> it wasn't me, Paul. It wasn't me. He seems like the kind of person that holds a grudge very well. So I'm definitely not to his own. And 
Crazy Ivan in the rest of the season. If he's still at the medal dinner, I'll buy him a beer and say I'm sorry for hate tweeting you all the time, and he might either glass me or yeah. say <laughs> that's all right, mate. We're not helping you. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> Right, um, Sean mentioned, uh, this is other stuff now, Sean mentioned last episode that we're going to have a trial match before the Adelaide game for the VARS, which is the Video Assistant Referee Experiment. Now, I've been handed a little document. Um, oh, so inside goss. It's not really inside goss. doesn't look that little either. Yeah, that's a big document. <laughs> it's not a big document. <laughs> four four it's only pages single, at least. It's only printed on one side. What is that, like? Size eight font on about on six pages. Page. It's eleven pages apparently <laughs> in minute print. Yes, and one of them is just a giant image of a ref holding his ear. Maybe he's got tinnitus. He's probably just he's probably be just being punched in the ear by someone. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the reviewable decisions. You can't review every decision. Um, so goals, penalty or no penalties, um, straight red cards, so not second yellows, and mistaken identity. That's only when they can be used. Hmm. Now, I spoke to Jesse, asked him to come on and talk about it. He said he couldn't answer because he's not even sure what's, how it's going to work. And he said the FFA aren't sure how it's going to work. I think it's just because he surprise, doesn't like surprise. us. Yeah, sorry if I just threw you under the bus there, Jesse. Um, it's been tested a couple of times throughout the world in a couple of friendly games. I think the one that's probably closest to us was the Knicks played... It was a troll game. Auckland, Auckland, Auckland City? I don't know if it no, was No, it was someone, a Chinese, ga- it was it a Chinese was, uh, team. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. So they trolled it in that game, and there was a d- decision that took about three minutes to work out, and it was from a penalty. So the team thought they had a penalty. The ref didn't give it. The ball went up the other end of the pitch, went around for like another minute, went out. The guy behind the VAR says to the ref, I think it was a penalty. The ref runs over to the side of the pitch looks in a little monitor on the pitch, stares at it for about a minute and then decides it's a penalty. So then everybody, of course, blows up. Then they eventually go and take the penalty. And all that took about two and a half, three minutes. It was a joke. Got so, the decision in the post-game function. Didn't, didn't they win that 1-0? So the penalty Probably, decided the yeah. game. So it was only a friendly, so it didn't so mean anything. do you guys want to know the 12 points or not? You if don't you care? You want to run through them, but... Okay, I'm, I'll, this I'll this podcast gonna go, is, is going to go for like three hours. Well, if you shut up, it'll be quicker. <laughs> So video technology yet? will only be used to correct clear errors and for missed serious incidents. That's going to be a lot. Of that's, yeah, that's still <laughs> a lot up to in, them. It's still up to interpretation. You wait, wait till you get to point eleven. It's okay. even even more unclear. I can't wait. Um, number two, the final decision will always be taken by the referee. Three, video assistant referees are match officials. Obviously, four, the referee must always make a decision. So he just can't throw it up there and hope that he makes a decision for him. Mm. Oh, I just don't know, hey. Uh, the original decision given by the referee will not be changed unless the video clearly shows that decision was clearly wrong. Number six, the only uh, only the referee, referee can initiate a review. So it's not like cricket where um, the team says, I want to review that. It's up to the referee. Okay. So you could still have dodgy decisions made by the ref and him say, I, I don't if give they a let, shit. If I'm they let bother. players review stuff, the game would go for like three hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's well, hope he's I, not going to do one of those invisible boxes yeah. with his fingers like an NRL. Unless you had a system like cricket try. where you only get or two or ten views yeah. to review the decision quickly. Um, accuracy is more important than speed, which goes back to your point with, you know, how long is this going to take? Mm. Um Number eight, the players and team officials must not surround the referee or attempt to influence if a decision is reviewed. Brisbane didn't get the memo. Sif. 
Um, a player who uses the review signal will be cautioned with a yellow card. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. I wonder what the review symbol is. Well, if it's anything like a ball, you know, the, the round symbol. Oh my God. Imagine if it's like the TV and he's calling for a new ball. Yellow card. Anyway. You can't do, you can't do an R with your arms. No. <laughs> Um, if play continues after an incident, which is then reviewed, any disciplinary action taken required during that post-incident period is not cancelled. So let's just say there's a penalty, it's missed, and then that player gets a shits and tackles the person that tackled him, gets a red card, that is not rescinded. He's off. And then, right. and then the video referee could then go, well, this guy tackled him in this position, that's a red card also. That's a kind of incident. I'm already confused. That yep. could happen. Yep, I'm confused. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Okay. Number 11. There is a maximum period before and after an incident that can be reviewed. I don't get that. The statute does, of limitations. Does it say? It's No, it doesn't. See, that's, that's all it says. That's, <laughs> the, that's post-game the, function, <laughs> the post-game function can't be over when they're making the decision. That's the worry. It yeah. could be three or four minutes later and then he goes, oh, I might go and have a look it at that. It could be four that. months. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what, this is how we get all the rugby league people in. They're used to it, watching, well, watching yeah. league. Well, it's a good point, though, because the bunker in the NRL, Josh we got being a, our, We got a decision Josh going to the world. being a resident rugby league fan, it's crap, isn't it? It is very annoying for fans. Yeah. Because the, there's a lot of times where referees could just easily give the try, but they always go up to the bunker, as they call it, and there's re- reviews deluxe. Wasn't that because of KFC sponsoring? And this that, is, was, that was the conspiracy about it. This is it. the it was, conspiracy. People, people yeah. coined going to the bunker as chicken time. <laughs> <laughs> I worry it will turn into that, though. But My yeah, question, that's, that's a good point. Question, yeah. NRL fan, do they get every single decision perfect in the bunker? No. Exactly. No. Well, that's my position on yeah. video. That's I'm just going to read this one again. There is a maximum bef- period before and after an incident that can be reviewed. So how do you? How is there a maximum period before the incident well, that you I don't imagine, know has happened yet? Imagine if you've got a flashpoint. You say, okay, I want to review this flashpoint. Mm. And you can't say, I want to also go back five minutes before that just to see what happened there. So say you've got an ongoing clash between two players. Mm. You probably can't review the first one if it's before a certain time before it. Does that cancel the match review panel? I don't know. This is so, yeah. I think I'm keen to go in early on the weekend to see if there is any sort of decision that they do look at because surely they're going to use it to some capacity. Oh, I reckon they'll be doing... They'll they'll half be doing it on purpose. I think, well, that's what Sean said two weeks ago, that they're going to be doing these things on purpose. So I'm keen to go in early and see what what it looks like. But I think... Every, I think we can all agree that the refs in the A-League are pretty shit overall. They need to improve. They need to do something to fix the issue. But I will Skynet, take... isn't it? Yeah, Skynet's not the answer. I will, I, will, I will happily have one or two bad little decisions each weekend than have all this crap. What like, do I want? The yeah. amount of bad decisions now, no, but improve that. But we don't need video refs. Unless video can make perfection, and I think NRL proves it can't, then I don't want video. What I do want, though, is I want transparency. So when a referee makes a mistake, I want to, as a fan, know that that referee has been counselled, disciplined, trained, Mm. um, demoted, whipped, (laughs) beheaded at the stake, whatever it takes to make sure that the fans get the feel that it's been understood that a mistake's been made and we're doing what we can to improve the referee's performance. That, to me, is all that's necessary. Mm. I don't like when Fox Sports interviewed referees a couple of times after the games I don't like that but I would I would like something on a Monday 
this decision, for example, the McGowan one, which we'll speak about soon, that he got that wrong. We've spoken to him on the Monday. Hopefully it won't happen again. Something like that would be fine. Uh, and, but and not interviewing them straight after the game on Fox Sports in front of the whole country. Even to the extent that. of what it is that the, the referee will uh, uh, next week referee in uh, the women's all-age threes yes. or, or the all-age sevens. Yeah. And, uh, if a player misperforms, he's dropped. If a ref does, the exact same thing should happen. Uh, exactly. And they're on good money too as well, the full-timers. Mm. Right, last point. Um, basically just says that they have to conform to the principles and philosophy of the laws of the game. So, well, obvious point, that, that let's one. Let's hope they do that anyway. Let's hope so. Um, yeah, so he'll watch the VAR on the TV screens, blah, 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 blah. Yep, so... That's I think some people for some reason thought it would be in the men's game, but it's... Correct it's me the women's game. It's the, it's the women's game before yes. our game. It's not in the men's A-League game. No. North Shore which Mariners... Some, for some reason, people thought it was in our game. Because yeah, people are stupid. But North Shore Mariners are playing the Mariners Academy. Girls. Girls. Yeah. Yes. That they've been told to deliberately fuck up all calls. <laughs> you know, fouls. See, see give away Just a penalty. Go, go give away kick, a penalty and person. see if you can get yeah. away with it. Anyway. Could be similar to McGowan. <laughs> Right, um, now the how's TV... My, how's my elbow taste? <laughs> it was released recently that the uh, TV deal isn't all it's cracked up to be. Um, Luke, do you want to talk about that? Not really, because they're just going to make me angry. But yes. Fair enough, we'll move on then. <laughs> no, it's not good. It's, you know, it's more FFA sort of um, spinning things in their own sort of way. Like, when it came out, it was came out that the deal was worth $346 million, and now it's... When you take out um, sort of advertising and the marquee fund is eighteen million of that, and the counselling fees, which was half counselling fees, half a million to look for other bidders when the only bidder in the end was Fox Sports, which I think is a pretty scary thing, really. When after eleven or twelve seasons or whatever, we've still only got one bidder for the biggest participation sport in the country. That's a bit of a worry, um, and you know. When the TV deal hinders on expansion in three cities, there's a massive clause Brisbane, here. Melbourne, and Sydney, and then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks after the TV deal, there's going to be this potential new franchise in southern Sydney with basically it's called the World Game FC. Um, it looks a bit fishy. Mm. And then on top of that, the thing just drops out of the news. And there's no talk about uh, uh, the free-to-air component of it. And mm. meanwhile, uh, all of the clubs have got players who haven't been recontracted. And our club's copped a bashing over the non-recontracting of certain players. But uh, there are uh, many, many players across the league, some that we wouldn't mind having at our club, who are also uncontracted. People like Mitch Nichols at Western Sydney, Jamie McLaren at Brisbane. Um, did I hear Marcelo Kuruska is among mm. them? Um, Ninkovic from Sydney and Thirio, uh, Thirio was uh, that's third year Thirio was also one. There's Cheerios. There's, <laughs> there's there's players all over the place who haven't been recontracted and all because of the uncertainty of those numbers. So currently we don't have a goalkeeper for next year. Mm. Yeah, well we haven't. Yeah, that's that's where Izzo gone. But there's Ivan nothing off contract. But there's nothing unique about that. Um, even though our fans, not all of them, seem to understand that. All of the clubs are in that situation, and really, that's appalling. And at the same time, is that all we've got? Silence from the FFA. Mm. And speaking of the free to air stuff, Fox have the four million dollar buyback option. 
if the rights aren't taken up by any free-to-air channel by June the 30th. So that's not a lot of money as well. What to a add wonderful on to that. time to be a football fan. Yeah, there's so much shit going on at the moment. It's really disheartening. In it a lot is, of ways. and and it's sort of it's almost deja vu in terms of the fact that the game is being run poorly. Because how many incarnations of the poorly run game have we had over the years? You know, too many. So let's hope we can uh, get ourselves out of the current quagmire. Are you saying that Clive Palmer should rise up and? If he, Form, could, uh, if he could rise up, he might rise football up. Football Australian? He'd probably struggle like he to tried. rise up. Speaking of Clive, I'm going to have to go on his Twitter account now. Oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, coming up for the Adelaide game at home, we're going to have Inflatable Day. So bring your inflatables. How many palm trees did we have down in Sydney? Um, a dozen. Maybe. I, I personally know, smuggled five into the ground. I was not in a good way because I woke up the next morning and when I got in the palm car, there was three palm trees in the in the back seat of the car sitting there so i thought that's that's a bit weird i don't soft. know how many we had though soft well i bought four i think pete had six so i think we had a at lot. least probably 16 palm trees down there all inflatable i want to aim for the 50 60 mark it looked <laughs> fantastic on tv and not, not just palm trees like i found a crocodile i'm probably gonna go buy that fucker mm. and um <laughs> aggressive but okay <laughs> dare i bring up vera no you can <laughs> this is a family show <laughs> <laughs> but no, the palm trees, not only were they good in the bay, but what about the palm tree that appeared behind Phil Moss and Mark Rudin and during their halftime interviews, yes. Mark Rudin was scowling yes. like a demon because he could see it on the monitor, no doubt, and Phil Moss could barely contain his laughter every time he looked up at the monitor and saw the palm tree and looked away. Yeah, that I, was an interesting 20 minutes. I don't think Fox Sports will put Moss on the night we play Sydney away down our end <laughs> in an open-ended um, booth or whatever you want to call it because he copped his fair share. <laughs> he, he was friendly shit. though. He yeah, shook my yeah, hand. But Rudin, Rudin wasn't happy. He didn't look uh, very impressed he at all. Because he's such a professional. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> such a good analyst to have on. Just don't cough into the mic. Oh, anyway. there's, there's a cover on there. Um, so yeah, get your inflatables and bring them down. It'll be quite fun. Um, also, uh, the club are putting on a post-game function in the Kendall Bar after the game. So... Depending on whether we win or lose, um, that'll determine what it's like. I think the re- it's <laughs> the re- it's the rejigged Kendall Bar, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I think they've redone it. So they've just gone all through Renos and stuff. So it should be alright. Right. Finally, on to reviews. Sorry, it's been so long. Um, we kicked off the round, which is quite unusual. Sydney at home to us, one nil to them. It was it was only one. That's pretty much my thoughts on it. <laughs> it could have been worse. Which it could have been better. I think we were all preparing for it um, being worse, but you're right. It definitely could have been better. Roy we had, were decent. I think Roy had about two, three chances. Mm. Yeah, we were decent. Their goal was a cracker. Great cross. Roy looks really dis- really disinterested for me. I was about and to say, speaking of, of Roy, do you think this whole of, yeah, do you think this off. whole contract thing is a bit sort of distracting him, yeah. disheartening for the whole yeah, team? I think it is. Well, specifically for Roy because it's been so public. And it's been very. There's been a lot reported on it. Brisbane um, are reportedly interested as well, which I think we've mentioned before because Jamie McLaren's going to probably head overseas. Wanderers essentially haven't had a striker in 18 months, a good striker anyway. And I, I don't know. I think Roy he just looks a bit off. Just doesn't look. All he there. does, but he has had periods like this during his time here. So mm. I'm uh, hopeful that it's got nothing to do with contracts at all. And uh, Sydney's uh, central defence is the best in the league. That's true. And, uh, I'm 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 more leaning towards your thoughts on Roy Aaron now. I've sort of 
at first I was sort of a bit re-signed at all costs, but now I'm sort of coming back towards the middle. That's sort of a bit, you know, we need to keep him, but there's a certain point where we can't overspend on him. And with all due respect to him, he's a he's a good striker, but he's not amazing. But good strikers are hard to come by in this league. It's rare for someone to agree with me. It is. But I like it. <laughs> uh, Melbourne versus Perth was the only game uh, last weekend, apart from ours. Hang on. Do we, do, do we want to just touch a little bit more on, you know, Bernie's sponge well, you on two his head like you'd his penalty? Just yeah, about we, already did, we already did that in the Ivan interview, which you is later. You mind top deck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> top deck. Although I heard it referred to as a sponge, and I thought that was pretty impressive. But um, what about the fact that the pitch was such a goat track, which had a pretty big impact, oh, I think, on both good teams? Good times. Although our team, I thought, struck the ball around pretty well, considering um, how shitty the pitch was. Um, and... Uh, Definitely. Obviously, we'll talk about Ivan's performance later. Um, we didn't create a lot of chances, but we did create some chances. I was a little bit disappointed in a header that Fab could have done better with. Um, Cabsy mm. had a decent chance early. Storm, Storm put in a couple of good crosses. And we and we dominated a little bit on the right at times during uh, the game, so that was pretty good. I, th- I thought, um, uh, yeah, it was... It well, was uh, do you know I, what I, thought, I, thought, I thought Cabsy played all right. It's something we seem to do whenever we play down there. We get to the byline and put a little dink cross into the back instead of hitting it low Just and smash hard. it low. Yeah. I want some whips, damn it. Yeah, it's true. Watch but, me but, whip. Watch but me nay, nay. Maybe it's that we're doing the wrong one at the wrong time because when Cabsy had his chance, his, his chance was a decent shot. It, the ball comes back off Vookers, I guess, and uh, goes to um, Roy, who then has the ball inside the six-yard box. If he lays that ball back to the penalty spot, check out the replays. There's Fab to um, mm-hmm. slot that one at the far post. And that was two seconds before they scored. Instead, exactly. Instead, he passes it straight to Vookers. It's a no- nice, neat little back pass that Vookers could just let roll up his arms. And I think he was surprised he had the ball in the six-yard box. Well, perhaps he was, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So we had we had some good moments. What in is the game. this ball doing at my feet here? <laughs> <laughs> I de- like. I definitely think we could have got more out of it, but I also feel like Sydney didn't really get it. Yeah, they first gear. They, they were didn't try. No, yeah. no it was only one nil, but it could have easily. It looked like it was about three or four nil, and we were just sort of going through the motions a little bit. Yes, it did. But um, them getting the goal early helped them to be able to do that, and that was disappointing. But. Mm. Um, but yeah, so and the other thing that on the downside, um, Posco hurt himself in the game. I think I don't know if we know too much about. Yeah, he came. He came off. Yeah, so but I'm not sure if he's injured though. I think it was just a cramp. Hopefully, the extended period between that game and this Saturday's Adelaide game means that he can be back because he's been a power of strength for us. Um, one of the disappointment, um, we waited behind the goals for about five minutes, didn't we, Morrow? <coughs> and then we, we headed did. over towards um, the benches. Because I thought we put on a pretty good performance, the yeah. away fans. And only one player went over. Was that a was little Monty. Bit disappointing. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think we deserve better. I don't know if they're scared that we're going to lay into them or something, or that's not going to happen. Not, like, not, yeah. from, not for me, anyway. Well, you wouldn't think so. I think it was a once off. Like, a lot of the times they do come over and, you know, wave. They didn't do it at Jets away either. They yeah they didn't well they they came over in our direction like this time they didn't even acknowledge I think because a lot of their friends and family as well <coughs> tend to be in Sydney um, yeah, yeah so they were sort of over there for a while but it's obviously important that you need to remember the people that have spent their own money and travelled for an hour and a half to get there and it's it's hard to imagine that they're scared of us I mean uh, I took a selfie of myself with the CEO and the membership manager in the away bay enjoying the night so um, the staff are obviously not scared of us so I would imagine that message has gotten through um, you know Paul's not scared of us um, so 
Come over, boys. Who the hell would we're be scared? Say good day. We love we you, boys. We're the most harmless, bloody active group in the whole A League. Yeah, we love you, boys. Come and see us. I'm sure they listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> you done with Sydney? You happy? Yeah, sorry. You had to laugh done. at us because we good. know nothing. Sorry. Good, good. Third, final. Done. Gone. Right, Melbourne Sold. victory. 4-1 at home against Perth. Probably the best an A-League team's played all season for me. They were, yeah. they were Dominant. They were brilliant. Victory victory on their day. If, if victory play like that in the finals, they'll win it scary. all. Don't, I don't care about Sydney because I oh, obviously don't want Sydney to win it all, but if victory play like that, they can they can easily win it. That assist from Barisha. Oh, mm. yeah. Juggled the ball. And then, Troy, the Troy, and then Troisi's goal from 20 yards out Beautiful. right into the corner was Perla. Beautiful. Must be pretty frustrating if you're Kevin Musket because any other season, uh, Sydney FC not being in the race, they'd, they'd be, be the best it. team by a country mile. Like last season, for instance, Sydney FC down sort of towards the bottom. Um, victory would have been the best for a long time, but and you'd not have this to season. say you'd have to say that uh, on the roster, um, victory on paper after adding a few players um, from the start of the season. Um, they, to me, look like the best side. I think they're better on paper. Yeah, they are better on paper than on the pitch, definitely. And better well, Sydney on paper have Ryan Grant in their team and they're still first. Exactly. They so play a better style than Sydney yeah. by far. What I was that song we were singing? Something about you're a Socceroo and so am I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish people would stop saying that he should be in the Socceroos. It's very annoying. Yeah. So, yeah, it's disappointing that they haven't he still needs. Better. He still needs to get a haircut. And Perth had a moment in this game. Castro scored first and uh, made it look like there was a competition on there. But um, really, I didn't see much competition after that. No. And shortly after halftime when Victory Rojas followed by... Cowfella, I think. Um, yeah, it was a header. Bar- Barisha, just like that cross from Barisha was straight onto his head and he couldn't yeah, miss. Beautiful, beautiful. So. Right, then we had a week off. Well, not us, but... Um, this split round league. shit Yeah, very it's shit. ACL. Look, it's it crap. fucked everyone else over, apart from the ACL but teams. Like so I've boring. Felt like sort of the, the league, I guess, had a bit of momentum coming up. Yeah, to I the totally agree with that. Final games of the season. There's still a race for the six. There's still a lot of big games coming up. And then we have this split round and it just sort of feels like it's gone bleh. And now we're like, oh, we've got four games to go. We should hurry up. Staggering to the finish. So I don't know why. Especially like, with the rugby league starting as well. It feels yeah. like it's just completely killed off our league. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they the, the reasoning for it was for ACL, which, yes, reschedule games to help the clubs in the ACL, and you could argue that it worked with the ACL results last week. Um, but do it for those clubs and work around it that way. You don't don't reschedule the entire league over two weeks towards the end. It's not enjoyable. Anyway, my favourite result of this round, Melbourne City at home for Jets nil. How good. Domination from City. The Jets look easy. like they're getting worse. It's good for us. The, yeah. Um, we hope so. I can't remember his name, but uh, Jono from Newcastle in the Newcastle Herald today wrote a really, good, a really good article on the Jets, just about sort of where they're at, and it was very interesting to read um, his thoughts on that from someone in Newcastle because I, I don't know, it felt like they were always going to take off, and then it never went anywhere. And he's sort of a bit more being a bit more realistic about it than what some people are, but I think their fans are slowly starting to catch on because that result basically sort of like us against. Sydney is going to make things very hard to get in the six and they're realising that's seven years not being in the six. A new owner, a new owner that... Which is funny for us. It is funny. A new owner that when he took over the club, it was, oh, he's going to spend all this money. No, he's not. He was never going to. And 
all that stuff happened with Scott Miller, which a lot of them are still very angry about. They still want him there. Jones is being found out as a coach. Naboot has I'm been found it. out, if you ask me. No, oh, early, that's a good point. Early in the season. That's that a good point. He, he, he had the Naboot best. is so he had overrated. The, he had the best early chance in the game and could have put Newcastle one ahead, one-on-one on one with the keeper, and he tried, tried to, to be toe too fancy. Earlier yeah. in the season, that would have bounced off the keeper, hit Naboot in the back of the head and gone in the net, but mm. not this time and not any longer. I think yeah. Naboot's... They're being found out a lot. He's Nabbit. I'm just going to mute your enjoyable. mic. Oh, it's the first time of the new season. <laughs> former um, former snakes combining well for City. That was a good goal. Yeah, it was a tricky little goal. They, they, they remember where they're from. That's why they did it against the Jets. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Inside plant by us. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm, you know that, all that stuff that happened, it's, you know, I'm over it now. I'm happy that they're going okay. I'm not going to actively cheer them on when or it, anything yeah, like that. When it first happened, I was a bit... I was a bit salty about it, yeah. but now I just when they come, know, it doesn't really matter. When they come and play up here, I'm still going to give them plenty of shit. Yeah. But, but um, let's let's not be under know. the illusion that they've gone down there and set the place on fire. Their, no, their they form definitely might haven't. have been marginally better than what it was when they left here. We got good coin for Cass, and Fitzy wanted out, and yeah. uh, neither of them so the was... the first time he's wanted out. No, yeah. well, you know, that's that's the story. And I, so. I think Mick Komet had a... Has a really good stat whenever someone sort of brings all this up about, oh, why we let him go? But I think Caceres played 80 games and it was three assists and a couple of goals. And from a number 10, that's shit. Yes. And so everybody here raves on about them. Oh, why we let him go? We shouldn't have done that. But they could have been the football we were playing at the time, though. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been. But really, to me, at that moment. When you when got Moss and Wormsley as coach. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But at that moment, to me, they they needed to leave for their own benefit, and we needed them to leave for our benefit. And so, to me. That's 100%. You know, it was, it was mutually advantageous yep. that we managed to do it the way we did. Uh, I think we might have got upwards of 300 grand for cash through yep. that um, dodgy deal mm-hmm. with Man City. Mm. Um, there's no way that uh, you'd be getting that in your transfers anytime soon. No. Right, Adelaide United, two, Brisbane, one. This <laughs> one really screwed us over. Another contrived result by the rest. Mm. One job, Brisbane. One job. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. If it wasn't oh for God. Theo, if it wasn't for Theo... If Theo I, I just catches the damn ball properly... And it's not the first time he's done happens. that this season. Yeah, he's done but, that twice. But the, but surely it was a rugby tackle that McGowan fouled Theo first, yeah. and that was the first decision. Yeah, that's the thing, though. He would The referee, I reckon, would have given that foul. He just... He didn't need to elbow him in the bloody eye. No, definitely shouldn't have elbowed him. But um, the referee, uh, I seem to have read, uh, certainly Brisbane claim that uh, is it Ben Wilson, the referee's um, fellow. He uh, yeah. has come out and said that it was a mistake. And uh, to me, first offence was a foul by McGowan, probably a yellow card to McGowan for grabbing the jersey of Theo, red card to Theo for elbowing uh, McGowan when trying to struggle free. But it, was, it wasn't just that. Earlier in the game, just to, for one benign decision, no yellow card to McGowan in that incident. But earlier in the game, uh, Brendan Borello gets a yellow card for an incident where he gets to the ball first. And because uh, Thirio... Thergio Thirio runs into him and gets flattened because Borello's bigger than him, then it's a free kick against, even though he clearly wins the ball and makes the pass, and it's just a you know coming together of players, and it's a yellow card as well for Borello. What's that rubbish? Mm. It's a, just another example of a statistic added to 
um, the game that wasn't necessary and a poor another another rubbish ref. I, uh, I can't remember who the ref was though. Who was Stephen it? Stephen Lucas. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Who famously came on? Yeah, I think his debut was in a game. Um, his first refereeing performance was actually in a game of ours where he came on at halftime to replace Peter O'Leary, who was a rubbish ref in himself, a New Zealander, I think, and uh, he did a pretty average job of that that night. And uh, he doesn't seem to have improved much, but. I don't mind if um, referees make mistakes. Just a bit of transparency. Um, tell us how it is that the FFA is going to manage that now that that mistake was made and mm. we can probably feel okay about it because uh, it's not just results like this one changing that affects the, could affect the spoon. Uh, if you think about it, at the other end of the table, can't even think of the exact details, but Sydney were robbed of the only game they've lost this season on a referee's decision. Can't think of the decision, but we all know it was wrong. Mm. And they still could be chasing the invincible the Brisbane team with uh, undefeated run, but instead that's been taken away from them by a rubbish decision. So that's all over the league, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think it's corrupt, like some people have said, but certainly it's rubbish. That's a very good rant. Um, McGowan even came out today and admitted that it should have been a yellow card for he him. He tweeted it. Um, a red card for Theo, but a free kick for Brisbane. Of course. And not for Adelaide. Which Simple. I think everybody's come to that conclusion now. I think you... I think if you want to get really specific, you have to look at the ref and say, well, when Theo got the ball in his hands eventually and the ref was probably running away from goal, was he running with his back towards where the play was, which he probably shouldn't have been. I'm not a ref, so I don't know, but I'm, I'm assuming. And if, it was, if he was running backwards looking at the play, how does he get that wrong? It's true, but if, on the other hand, he is actually facing away from the decision or away from the interaction that occurred... Then, then that's a, surely a training Exactly, thing. and that's yeah. exactly what FFA should be saying on yeah. Monday. Look, we can see why that's happened and we've got yeah. some uh, development that we need to do and we won't only uh, teach Stephen Lucas what to do in that situation, but we'll make sure all of the referees understand it and that allows fans, us, to move on, I would hope. Hopefully. Better than apologies in the tunnel. That's yes. rubbish. And the final game of the round was Wanderers at home, 3-1 over Phoenix. Mm. First time they'd won it, spotless, which is pretty funny because it's only four games to go. And so it took, it took them nearly all season to win at home, but can't say they didn't deserve it. Wellington just won at the races again. Wellington are just... They're, limp, they're limping over the line. Yeah, again. exactly. Yeah, They're just going through the motions at this stage, yeah. um, which isn't a good look when... You know, uh, things have been said and reported on about their license and that this season and towards the end of last season. And uh, you know, I know that potentially we're doing the same and Adelaide's doing the same. But um, when the Knicks are doing it, um, it doesn't look good at all. Next week we need them to uh, have a draw. I think it is with uh, with uh, Newcastle. Is it? I think so. But um, yeah, it wasn't a good game for Knicks. At all, no, and they didn't have. They had a couple of moments early, but really, Western Sydney dominated. Mm. And sadly, Santa Grubb got uh, became the uh, leading goal scorer, beating Mark Bridges' marks. So Unfortunately, nothing good happened really. Mm. And we just had um, Sean join us. He wanted to catch us talking about the Jets' loss, but uh, he missed us. By just just missed it by a minute. I oh, missed it. Did I? Yeah, yeah. Saw the banner and well done to uh, to our supporter who went down and. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we, did, we didn't touch on <laughs> oh, that. Oh, that was fantastic. About that. Yeah, that was quality. That was quality, that, absolutely. Was, and yeah. uh, good carry on boy, I believe. So. Oh yeah, right. Yes. Oh, no wonder you're in here to tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, so. hey, wonderful effort. Yeah. Need more we, of them. We might get him to go to all the Jets games, just following around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Wellington Clear. next week. Oh, Laurie's been in hospital. He's had a busted foot. So he's, yeah, he's absolutely, in, I text him. He's been in Chile, hasn't he? He's been doing something in Chile. No, he's back now. He oh, was there back. and yeah. then in hospital. So oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Just to rub salt into the wound, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've said all along, I don't care where we finish as long as we finish higher than the Jets and nothing changes. Good, so, good man. Yeah. So are you going on a scouting trip to South America? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to scan a trip. We don't have rich so. Chinese owners. So, no, so, but, um, oh, well, Sean, there goes my membership. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, another one bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Josh. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. See you, Sean. I'm a valued member, by the way. <laughs> More reviews. Uh, MPL, Blacktown Spartans, uh, three, CCM FC, two. That was a couple of weeks ago. And last weekend... Uh, CCM again losing four five four to Hills Brumbies. Yeah, it's well, been a, obviously been a, a rough game. start. Obviously a cracking game, but we yeah. lost. Been Disappointing. A rough, rough start for the academy. None from three. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the Blacktown game two weeks ago, they were down two nil, came back to two all, and I think around that eighty fifth minute, Blacktown got the winner. So another close one. Um, Brumbies on the weekend was that game was pretty nuts. I couldn't get down there, but. Um, another, I don't know, just tough. I think it was it was always going to be tough this season, no matter what. It's a there's young squads with the age limits, and then there's very young squads, and we have a very young squad, a very good squad, but a very young squad. It seems like we've been putting in some decent performances, just looking at highlights and so forth. We just yeah. haven't quite had the sort of metal that's needed to, um, you know, take it to the finish. We um, we led this game 4-2 at one stage, I think, just from the... Potentially. Yeah, and uh, they managed to come back. So um, the hard part is we've got another away game this weekend, I think. So that's three yeah. away games. Three away we, games in a row. Yeah, we do have a good run in the middle of this season where we have a lot in a row, but it's going to be a tough start. So there, there is a lot of new faces in the youth, in the squad, despite like a lot of the youth team coming across There's some important players that have been starting that are new faces, so it'll you know it'll take a while for them to gel. But I have to say, it's a long it's a long season, so there's plenty of time. Yeah, I'm happy they're away because that means that there's a home game coming up when we uh, we may not have an A league game, so that'll be mm. good. Mm. Happy with that. Right, and that's it for reviews. All right, we're joined by our number one keeper, Ivan Nacheski. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good, thanks. How are you? I'm right. We're going to start off with something nice and easy. Uh, what was your initiation song? Uh, well, to be honest, I haven't done one yet. I think Monty's... Oh, um, Ivan. ...saving my one for a special occasion, supposedly, I've been told. So there's a Ooh. few boys that have done it at the airport and at certain uh, functions and venues, so he might be saving mine for the presentation night, which is... The medal night. ...the biggest oh. stage of the year, so I might have to... I might have to get up then. So what do you think? Depends when he's he's ready to unleash. Any any classics you got in mind? Um, uh, maybe something old school. Maybe a bit of Backstreet Boys. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> that'll definitely do it at the um, presentation yeah. Yeah. for sure. Get practicing. Um, <laughs> so you've been a pretty solid backup to Paul Lizzo this season. Uh, last Friday was definitely your best game in a Mariners jersey. Um, was there extra yeah. motivation? Um, because it was against your old club and especially sort of after the um, first game away in the season where we got pumped? Uh, yeah, well, f- 
firstly, I don't really look at myself as a backup. You know, I came to the Mariners to to be number one, and I started off as number one, and uh, you know, fell out of favour after a couple of games, and been working hard at training with Zito and Nashi and and young Adam Pearce as well from the youth team to to get my spot back and. Unfortunately for Izzo, a couple of weeks ago, got sent off against Melbourne City, and I got my chance again to play against Sydney last week, which was good. So there was uh, no added motivation needed. You know, I was there playing in front of my family and friends. You know, obviously growing up and living in Sydney, still um, I still have a lot of supporters down here, and uh, um, the the travelling Mariners fans were brilliant, and also uh the all the Sydney FC fans were brilliant as well as they have been in the past towards me so I was really happy with it so it's been good um you made a pretty great penalty save uh against Bernie which I think we were pretty happy about because Bernie's obviously a former mariner uh talk us through the pen save did you see where he was going early with the kick uh, I sort of had an inkling where he was going to go I was going to go to my left to be honest I spoke to Bernie after the after the game I said man that that really wasn't the best penalty so it wasn't like a hard save I just had to choose a side and go there so he goes yeah I, I sort of scuffed it and didn't hit it as sweet as I'd like to and it was a back pass let's be fair so, Ivan <laughs> yeah we can't really pick those up on the weekend so we, me and Bernie had a, had a good laugh about it after the game so he's a, he's a good kid so. Yes, we still love Bernie. You've just turned 37, I think, if my research is any good. Um, how long do you think yep. you can continue or want to continue in the professional game? And do you see your future here at Central Coast Mariners? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as as long as the club want me around, I think um, I'm in very good shape at the moment. I'm probably in the best condition I've ever been in my career. So, obviously... Um, when people look at age, they think, oh, no, he's too old or whatever. But obviously, if I go out there and, and perform like I did last week, there's there's no reason why um, the club wouldn't want me to stick around and hopefully I can secure my future um, before the end of the season because that's what I want to do. You know, I'm 37 now. I'm feeling good. And another two, three years between the sticks up at the Mariners would be fantastic and it'll be good uh, good for me to play and hopefully look into making a transition into goalkeeping, uh, goalkeeper coaching one day. So, But I don't want to take over from Nashi or, or you know, <laughs> take take his job or anything. But I want to play for as long as I can and, uh, and see how we go from there. Now, talking about being um, a coach in the future, how much have Paul Ocon and, and Nashi, as you just mentioned, looked to your experience in developing the younger keepers at our club? Yeah, it's been good. Like they're, they've, um, you know, being being an experienced and a and an older keeper, you know, you've been through a lot more in the past. So it's it's good to pass down that knowledge to to the boys and young Izzo and, and Piercy. They've they've been really brilliant with uh, with me coming up to up to the coast this year. You know, it's my my first year up there. They've been very welcoming and we work really really well together and get the best out of each other. So, um, you know, they're they're great up and coming young keepers. Um, you know, there has been talks about Izzo moving on to Adelaide. Um, how true they are, I'm not really sure. But um, like I said before, I'd like to sort of concentrate just on myself. And if there's anything that the young boys need, you know, I'm always there for, for any questions when it comes to football or even outside football, having that experience. Uh, it's been great. Uh, looking back on your time uh, when you were down at Sydney, uh, you were obviously there for a long time um, during sort of, I guess, what's 
considered the peak of a player's career, although with goalkeepers it's probably slightly older. Um, was I think I'm in my peak now. It's <laughs> it looked well, like it last week. <laughs> yeah, you definitely looked it. Um, was there any reason that you sort of decided to stay at Sydney for so long when I guess probably um, there were times when you maybe could have taken the easy option out and maybe gone back to MPL or maybe looked look for a move overseas? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there was times where I did have a couple of chances to move on, but like I said, being in Sydney, it was easy for me to not having to relocate interstate or um, to, to another team. And, you know, being in Sydney for nine years, um, you know, I wanted to stay loyal to the club because they, they did at the end of the day employ me for nine years and gave me contract after contract. So, but that wasn't because, you know, contracts were just handed out willy-nilly. It's because I was there and they saw the type of person I am and how professional I am. And, you know, I think I earned those contracts. So, um, you know, and it was a good challenge for me to stay there because no matter what coach came in and no matter what goalkeeper came in, I found it as a challenge to, to, to step up and, you know, try and, and be my best and be professional. So, I didn't get to play as many games as I would have loved, but you know, having looking back on it now, yeah, I could have left a few years earlier to to pursue somewhere else. But um, I glad, I'm glad I did stick around, and you know, I love my time at Sydney. It was, you know, one of the best times in my career. Going back to us, we've got a massive game on Saturday against Adelaide. Adelaide got the three points last week in pretty controversial circumstances, so they go to only being two points behind us. So it's pretty vital that we get the three points. What do you think we need to do better against Adelaide that we didn't do against Sydney? Uh, well, obviously we it's a it's a must win for us. There's uh, no no ifs or buts about it. So we've got to go out there and win the game. Um, I think what we lacked a little bit against Sydney was a little bit of composure on the ball. Um, I think we we turned it over a little bit too cheaply and, you know, you can't do that, not just against Sydney, against any other team in the A-League because you'll get punished. So I think if we can keep the ball better, um, not turn it over so much and be clinical in, in the front third and put a, a couple of early goals away, then, um, you know, it'll be good for us to pick up the three points because... Being four games to go, there's 12 points up for grabs. If uh, if we keep winning, then uh, I'm, I'm you know confident that 12 points will hopefully get us into the six. Um, if not, we can we can finish the season off on a high with four wins and even finish seventh. But we want to make those semi-finals and uh, and challenge. So it'll be good. So we touched on uh, Bernie's penalty, but we didn't touch on uh, what I thought was the best moment that you had in the game last week, which was the Brandon Brandon O'Neill uh, free kick. Uh, did you know where it was going, or were you just freakishly uh, flying through the air to intercept it after you saw it going over there, or how did walk us through that? Good wall, by the way. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a, I had an idea that he might have been going that side because. Obviously, he's taken a few other free kicks during the season. So, you know, having watched um, all the A-League games during the year is... Because I enjoy watching it. I also do a bit of research on players and, and what their habits are and stuff like that. So, um, I had an idea from where he was standing. He was going to try and put it over the wall because I was protecting the other side of the goal. So, but I didn't actually see it when he struck the ball. I only see it as it came over the wall and sort of 
just had to focus my eyes just above the players' heads in the wall. And as soon as it came over, you know, I just thought, you know, I've got to go for it. Even if I don't sort of get it, I've got to go for it. And, and good for me, I took a good step and pushed off and, and pushed it away. So it stayed out. Right in front of the away fans, and boy, did we love it too. <laughs> yeah, you guys were loving it. it good. The palm trees were going ballistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ones that were still inflated, anyway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Something a little uh, less serious, maybe, or maybe it's more serious for you. We've we've heard that your front lawn is uh, full of weeds and relatively unkept. No, actually, we've heard that um, it's something similar to <laughs> similar to Wembley, and, uh, and including the striping. We're not sure why the game at Alliance wasn't transferred to your front lawn. It might have had if we could uh, fit, well, whatever they had there, eleven or twelve thousand out out in my street. But <laughs> yeah. It's, there's no weeds, no bindies. It's all nice and thick. Um, so who do you get to maintain yeah. it? I do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, how much do you think our state league players actually get paid? <laughs> definitely, good it's response. Definitely not the Allianz guy. That's for sure. <laughs> no, exactly. So you know, I've always been into that sort of thing. Current, uh, playing at Sydney, the, uh, the the kit man at Sydney, Joey Newter, sort of got me onto it at my old house and. Um, you know, I like it and it helps me to relax, like even on a day off, get out there and get it done or if I get home early from training one day and give it a quick trim, I don't like it to, to grow too long, I like it to stay and look the same all the time so it's nice and manicured. So, What do the neighbours think yeah. about it? Um, well, the guy, the, the guy next door has actually got artificial grass and <laughs> mine actually looks better than his. So, <laughs> What a trainer. <laughs> Uh, they should be over at your place to borrow the machine. Yeah, well, my neighbour across the road, he's really good as well, comes over for some tips and stuff all the time, so I'm happy to help out. So we've uh, we've got the street looking nice and green and all striped up. So we might see you on Gardening Australia in the near future. Yeah, you never know. You know. Life after football could be maybe the new Don Burke or do some backyard. Do some, do some stuff along those lines or maybe buy like a, a Jim's mowing franchise or something. Special guest, special guest on Better Homes and Gardens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you never know. I just like it because, you know, it's uh, obviously I take pride in my house and I've worked very, very hard for what I've got. So I like to look after it and like to have it looking nice all the time and maintain not just your house. You've also we also uh, hear that you're the proud owner of a Mazda RX-7. Is that the yep. uh, the Bathurst edition? It's not the Bathurst. It's the same shape. Um, the Bathurst edition. There was only fifteen hundred ever made, so they're pretty rare. Yeah. I thought you might have uh, been lucky my, enough uh, with a coin you're on. <laughs> if I could afford a Bathurst model, I probably would have. But I just got the uh, the basic pack RX-7, and I've done a. Uh, few bits and pieces to it to, to get up to speed to where I like it to be, like style and uh, performance-wise. Sounds good. Um, I was having a look at your Twitter bio, and it says that you're an Arsenal fan, the same as me. Um, right. it's, it's It's been a bit of a rough patch the last couple of weeks, but what do you think yeah. about Wenger? Are you, are you Wenger in or Wenger out? Uh, well, considering he's been there for such a long, long time, um, and... You know, obviously, they aren't up to where the, the where the club would like them to be, considering the amount of money that's been spent every year. But mm-hmm. um, you also have to look in the EPL, the the consistency of Arsenal having 
you know, everyone sort of jokes about finishing fourth every year, but if you if you gave that option to other clubs in the EPL to finish fourth or or higher in the league for for many many years, I think they'd take it at the drop of a hat. So I'm definitely a, a, a Arsene Wenger in. Now I'm a Spurs fan. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and um, being a Spurs fan, I honestly still can't see us finishing. Above Arsenal. That's just me. Well, how many games is there left to go in the season? So I think there's uh, 10. I think a couple of teams have got 10 and a couple others have got 11 to go. Do you reckon you can finish yeah. in front of us? Probably. Only if you stuff <laughs> up. Dodgy lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, we, we want to... Obviously, they're, they're a close rival to, to us, so we'd, we'd like to finish above them. So hopefully we do. Yeah, hopefully you don't... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us this week, Ivan. I really appreciate it. No worries, guys. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Thanks Ivan. Good luck on the weekend if Cheers, you play. Guys. Thanks, guys. All right, preview time. First game, Wanderers at home against Melbourne City. Friday night. Mm. Mm. Well, if we've got any chance of making mm. the six, we need City to win. Any chance. And yeah. they were in good form last week, so I think they could do I'm it. I'm going to tip City, because Wanderers at home. So Yeah, I'm on City. I think yeah. they can do it. And How are we going on the tips, by the way? Uh, uh, you know I've got nothing. <laughs> I've, I've been on holiday. Have I got any other excuses? What other excuses? Can yeah, no. No, no. Next week, no. I promise to bring us back up to date with tips. One thing I can say is that no doubt I'm losing. Right. Everybody's hanging for it. So... You got these Evan Josh, you're awfully quiet, mate. Oh. City. Good All chat. Right, next game. <laughs> <laughs> we're at home, five thirty against Adelaide. We have to tip us. How do we think we're gonna go? Yes. I think we're gonna win. We're gonna smash them. We're gonna be desperate, but then they're gonna be desperate as well. Karuska being out is good. And also McGree. Yeah. Yeah. No Karusta Karusta. McGree. Karuska. Marine. McGree, uh, he's weirdly in the Socceroos. Can, can I, how the fuck did this guy make the Socceroos squad? He's like 18, he's played like three games. Well, how has he made the squad? I don't understand that. If you look at it, maybe not on recent form, but Bahaja should be in the Socceroos squad by all uh, reports if McGree's in. Yeah. Like, but similar if, to... Okay, if McGree's in, yes, but on his Not own, on recent no, form. Not no, on recent definitely form. not. But similar but. to most young fellas, then consistency's a problem. So, for mm. example, was McGree... Did anyone... Uh, what did people think of McGree on the weekend? I thought he was pretty much absent. Well, he was absent and then he took a massive dive, mm. which so, people weren't impressed about. Yeah, pick in the Socceroos, next minute absent. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's two important players for them that are out. Do you think um, it goes to their heads? If you, I think if you're young, I think it does. I don't know about yeah. goes to their heads so much as it put, puts pressure on them. And as a young player, I don't know if they're really ready for that. Well, that's that was that was Andrew's reasoning for naming the 30-man squad so early, and then having a round of A League, and then cutting it because he wanted to see how players reacted. I mean, it's a fair theory, and and the other part to it it's is not the first time he's done it. If, no. you, if you stick Riley McGree out on the pitch in Tehran with God knows how many eighty thousand, hundred thousand uh, Iranians um, madly, um, you know, shaking the stadium, that's got to be good for his um, experience. But mm. um, no, he won't, he won't play. Kids. I think it's just it'll be it's just experience, I guess, for him because he won't play. Let's hope not. You wouldn't think so. <laughs> well, it, it'll be good. Uh, the long break, hopefully Posco is back for us because that'll be massive. Um, yeah, really you know they were they were they were holding out 
quite well, uh, despite the goal that we conceded. But Sydney didn't look like they were going to absolutely break the door down um, in the last game. So hopefully he's back. And see it how we want to see it. But um, we've had effectively almost two weeks. Um, or is it actually it's two weeks and a day? Two weeks and a day. So we've had two weeks and a day to get recovery, get Posco fit, get anyone else with Niggles fit. And at the same time, they played Sunday and have to back up on Saturday. So hopefully that uh, helps us as well. What a shame they don't have to play in Siberia in the Asian Champions League during mm-hmm. the week. It'll mm-hmm. just make it even easier. I think we those three games in a row that we won that mentality for those three games we need to see this weekend because our season is on the line. Big time. Some people so who would you start up front? Because after the what we forgot to mention before with the uh, Sydney review, when we saw the lineup, I we think all of us thought, yeah, all of us thought it was going to be a four four two. Yeah, I even Fox Sports, I think, thought it was going to be four four two. I like Bingers, but I don't know if it worked. Or actually, no, I take that back. I think they didn't play to Bingers properly. No. I think there was a lot of times where... He was playing on the wing when he's a striker. Yeah. I think there was a lot of times when they tried to find Bingers and the ball was either too long, too short, not to his liking, which is probably a case of them not being used to playing with him. Um, with, our, with our season on the line, I don't think we go with that again. Not as a starting combination. No. I, think, I think we have to start with... It's one or the other. He's, yeah. looked, he's looked a lot better so off Payne the So starting has. I would start Payne. I, I don't Payne know back if, in, yeah. I don't know if Payne deserved to be dropped for the Sydney game. No, me either. I, 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 will be, I will be shocked and slightly annoyed if Appiah starts again. Even though he wasn't that bad, I'd, he wasn't ra- that good I'd, rather, I'd rather Payne any day. Yeah, I think Payne starts. Um, I don't know, it's going to be tough. You know, Roy, this whole contract thing with Roy, I think it's definitely playing on him to some degree. Um, but this this weekend's the weekend that we need everyone to step up. I can see yeah. why Paolo, you know, wanted to bring Connor on late and, uh, and and you know put the cat amongst the pigeons, especially playing against that soccer bloke um, down the uh, right or our left hand side, their right hand side. But um, really, it didn't come off for us this time, and I think Connor has to go back in the starting team. Next up, late game: Brisbane Raw at home against Melbourne Victory. This. Probably game of the round. Th- Although Victory are going to have a few players out. Yeah, it's a hard one, this one, because I think um, Brisbane were really not that great um, against Adelaide. Um, Adelaide had some decent moments in this game, even though I don't think they should have got more than a point. Um, Brisbane weren't, you know, incredible either. Although I think they probably, if anyone, edged it. Um, but Victory will be missing uh, some key players in the game. So, so Victory's got... Uh, no Ingham, which isn't a huge loss, but no Troisi, no Rojas. No Barisha. No Barisha. Mm. So there's going to be some massive. young fellas. Um, so because of that... I'm Austin will have definitely start there. Oh, yep, the snake's in. Uh, because of that, I'm going to go Brisbane. Who the hell's going to start up front? It's surprising. It's surprising that Howard? Um, that Austin hasn't been selected for the soccer Is McLaren away as well? <laughs> Please, Aaron. McLaren got picked for no. Socceroos, didn't he? No, he got picked in the 30s and he was left out. Oh. Yeah. So, oh, ooh, that changes a bit, doesn't it? With yeah, mm. I'm going Brisbane. I'm, I'm going to go draw. Mm, I'm going to go with the draw as well because I think that that's going to be a tight one and uh, probably mostly defensive. No one wants to lose. Draw. Yeah, I'm going to go with that too. So we're all draws. Four draws. No, I, said, I said Brisbane. You said oh, Brisbane. Right. You okay. did too. Black right. Wellington at home against the Jets. Mm. Come Sunday, on, five o'clock. Come, Come on, on Wellington. Wellington. Yeah, yeah, we need some. We need some. 
good form. And, um, I've always loved sheep shaggers. Mate. Let's go to the Nucks. I wouldn't tip the crashing planes on principle anyway. Up the Nucks. No. Up the Nucks. The Jets were complete shit on the weekend, and so were the Knicks. So, mm. so do you reckon either of them are going to bounce back? It's a shit show. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm mm. going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go draw. It's the, it's the shit show derby. Yeah. There were some early moments for Wellington, so there's some hope there that at home they can do all right. Costa, uh, Costa Barbarous has had a good I'm, um, shot. I'm just going to go. Well, I'm, so. I'm, and they'll have um, Barbarousas out as well with New Zealand, won't he? Yeah. He'll be out. Mm. Well, Christian will be out. Actually, and yeah, a few true. for New Zealand. Fiji. True. I just thought of that. Um, I'm still going to draw. This is a shit round. I'm still going to draw. That is. I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I... Oh, well, yeah, I can, Wellington. You're having a brain fart. Come on, yeah. mate, your life doesn't depend on it. Wellington. I'll go Wellington to win just because I hate the Jets. I want the trophy or I want the spoon, so I'm going to go for Wellington and um, I'm going to assume that they'll probably finish ahead of us, but we'll put Newcastle behind us. I can't tip the Jets, so I'm going to go for... Yeah, I'm going to go for Wellington. I was temp- tempted to go for draw because I think defensively this game's going to be woeful. Mm, I'd say so. Yep. Yeah, anyway. It's probably going to be woeful attacking as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, you might see some shitty own goals. Right, Perth at home <laughs> against Sydney. Hope. Sydney. Sure, we have to tip Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. Yep. Perth, I think, um, like against Melbourne Victory the other week, the only the only real danger for Sydney is Castro, and outside of that, if they nullify, if they nullify him, Sydney. This is Sydney's him. weekend to win the premiership, I think. Yep. yep. And they'll be probably at home. Lock it in. No, they're away. Perth at home. Okay. Well, there's, they're going back to the Brisbane victory game. There's another incentive for victory because they they just got to keep winning, trying to try and deny Sydney. But I think mm. if Sydney win against Perth, yeah, doesn't matter what they do, deal. it's done. Yeah, I think they know that's done. Yeah, they're, they're preparing for the finals. Right, a couple other games to preview: Northern Tigers at home against CCMFC in the MPL, uh, Valentine Sports Park, number two, coming up this weekend. We need a win, yeah, pretty much. Northern Tigers have had their sort of mid-table. Mm. No, there's no form to go on, of course, so, or not no. Much, no, no known form, although I suppose we could have watched the highlights videos of them. Can't watch every single football incident that happens <laughs> yeah, every we're week. We're busy people. We are busy people. and so There's a couple of ex-Mariners Academy in that Northern Tigers team. Who are um, they? Something interesting. Uh, the names, the names, him. the names escape me. Got but him. if I see their doesn't face, I know who they it are. <laughs> right, we've also got two Socceroos games coming up. Twenty third of March, we play in, or well, we play against Iraq in Iran, in Tehran, and then following that, we are at home in um, Allianz Stadium um, against UAE. Both must wins because we've had too many draws. Yep. Although yeah. we're the we're the only team in we're our in group, danger of, um, we're, we're the only qualifying. team in our group not to lose yet. Two go but we need to win through, and we're in third. Mm. Yeah, I was about to say I was, thinking, I was thinking about this earlier. Is it bad that I think that I have this weird feeling we're not going to qualify? I, I I agree with that. I think we're not going to qualify. Well, what happens? What happens if we finish third? We don't qualify. We don't. <laughs> that's, that's, it. That, that's it. Yeah, that's it. We're out oh. of this stage. Yeah. So so there's not another there's not another thing to go through to try well, and qualify. Did, did well, I know the third place used to play off against each other and then play off against either um fifth place South American side. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that was that or was Oceania. That was no, Oceania. Not, no, well they they switch. They used to play Asia used to play Oceania and then Asia would also play um South America as well. Oh. They they switch they used to switch over. There you go. Well with everything happening in the game here at the moment, like with You don't remember the 
Iran game back no. in. No, I'm you not. Don't. I'm not 47. I um, try not to remember. No. It. <coughs> anyway, <laughs> with, with with everything happening in the game, so we've got this game this week, and then we've got the game at home next week on the 28th. This whole FFA reform thing is supposed to be on the 31st. They're supposed to have everything signed and done. If we don't qualify, shit will literally hit the fan. Literally. Which literally. it probably should have to. <laughs> Duck. I, I will throw shit at the <laughs> fan. They'll, they'll, they'll be flinging... They'll, the, the FFA board will be flinging poo at each other. <laughs> the FFA board will be on the run. <laughs> the runs. They'll have the runs. runs. They will have the runs. <laughs> it's uh, a tough oh ask, too. We're playing in Iran, God. for God's sake. And Tehran has got to be a difficult place to play. Yeah. I'm surprised it's a neutral venue. I thought Iraq and Iran were still sort of partially at war. I'm, then, I'm confident we can win at home, but I don't know... How we're going to go away? But then the the thing to th- throw up at home is the pitch at Allianz. Yeah, it doesn't suit. It's not going to suit our style of play at all. Yeah. And Ange isn't known for swapping that style of play. No. So, I don't know. especially the quality of the Allianz pitch, and it'll probably have NRL games on it before the football. So, I'd like to be confident, yeah. but I'm just not confident. But it's an Aussie art form to um, perform when the chips are down. So let's hope we can do it. Boys. Is it? Uh, well, is it? It used to be. Didn't it? Back in your day. Back in my day. Back That's a long time Maybe ago qualifying now. for back in uh, 2006, day. but apart from that, I don't think it back is. In, back in my day, Australia didn't qualify you for may, the World Cup. You may have me on that. I don't, I don't know. I'm looking for any reason that we're going to win. We've got to get in the World Cup. It was, it was, it was, it was 1974. Maybe the boys don't want to go to Russia. Maybe they just don't want to go to Russia. I don't want to go to Russia either. This shit's dragged on long enough. Some genuinely sad news. Chuck Berry's passed away. I thought that guy was immortal. Um, he certainly is music in the music world. Father of blues. And rock and roll. Mm. One of my heroes, to mm. be honest. Mm. Yeah, I thought he'd keep going, but... Oh, well. <clears throat> I'm not getting emotional, I'm just got a cold or something. No, he's born his eyes out. <laughs> R.I.P., baby. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, we'll be back next week, hopefully. <laughs> I like how you just chuck in the hopefully at the end. <laughs> hopefully you didn't miss this too much. Heard this, Josh? I'll turn my mic off. Have you yes, heard I, I have heard the song before. Right, that's good. Classic, isn't it? Morris playing air guitar, air bass, baby, double bass. That's how old I am. One thing I want to whinge about, when I went up to Tamworth, when I watched my um, nephew Finn play, hi Finn, hi Kai, if you're listening, um, <coughs> actually, sorry, not play, do a, um, like a training session, so it costs 120 bucks per term, um, so I'm guessing that's 10 bucks, uh, 12 bucks a week for 10 weeks, they get a shirt, they get a size 4 ball and a drink bottle, sounds not too bad. 
until I started watching the coaching. And um, she had him... Okay, so it was it was an old bowling green and all the grass is all ripped up and, you know, weeds had come in and set in and lots of stuff. So it wasn't flat, which, you know, is good and bad. Like, sometimes you do want a flat, a flat pitch so the kids can um, practice passing and whatnot. But other times you do want a, a pitch that's a bit rougher um, so they can practice their touch. What she had them do to start with was... Um, just get the size four ball and dribble around the outside of the pitch. Um, okay, problem was is that 90% of the kids were kicking the ball too far away, not keeping it close. So it's poor coaching there. And then when she yelled out stop, if they didn't stop, um, she made them do sit-ups. Oh, sorry, push-ups. These, are, these kids are like six. Was this like a Matilda? No, but it's, I'm, I'm not going to name her, but it's Northern Inland Football and it's meant to be a rep association that gets a fair bit of money um, from the government and from FFA whatnot. And, you know, you get people like her coaching kids, getting them to do push-ups. And they're six. does seem a little odd and expensive for push-ups. I was there for an hour. She did one drill, which I was happy to see kids doing. It was um, Rob the Nest, you know, where you go run into someone else's um, little goal area and take the ball back to your own goal area. One drill out of nearly an hour, over an hour. And I was wondering, you know, are there any play, like things like this set up down here where parents pay decent money and, you know, the kids are being taught the wrong things or just absolute waste of money? Taught bugger all. You don't want kids doing fitness. If you pay them money to do soccer drills, football drills, sorry, they shouldn't be doing fitness. Surely not. They're six. They're seven. True. It's supposed to be fun as well, surely. Surely. Yeah, well, okay, so... Push-ups are no fun for kids, I can tell you. If I was going to... Okay, so if I was doing it, I would do some stretching. Obviously, you don't want the kids getting injured. So some light stretching... Practically no fitness at that age. It doesn't matter. They've got that much energy anyway. Um, and if you are going to do fitness, it needs to have the ball. And I think the kids get... The smaller the group, the more you can focus on each individual player and watch their touches and then coach them when they need those touches. She... I don't know what she was doing. She was just watching them run around and the touches were, you know, five, six metres away when they were dribbling with the ball. She didn't pull them up on that. She was more interested in the push-ups. Waste of money. Hmm. I was absolutely disgusted. Disappointing. Definitely. Anyway, that's my little rant. Rant done. Chuck's still singing. He's going well. Um, No, all seriousness, if if you've got kids that go do this sort of thing, can you get in touch and and tell us what the you know the quality of the training sessions are? I'd I'd love to know what's down here. I know. Um, Little Kickers is quite good from what I've heard. Um, I don't know what else is going around. But um, yeah, let us know.